The Italian Wine Podcast presents The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine A new book for curious wine lovers Narrated in weekly installments Join us on our journey through Italian wine Hello and welcome to another installment of The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine Presented by the Italian Wine Podcast As always, my name is Joy Livingston, your narrator for this series. The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine is intended as a quick, light-hearted crash course on Italian wine. The material provides a great opportunity for serious wine scholars to refresh on the basics or to use as a reference. At the same time, we hope to bring new fans of Italian wine up to speed. If you're wondering how to get a copy of the book, the Kindle version is available on Amazon and the paperback is available from PositivePress.net. We'll also send you a complimentary paperback copy if you donate any amount to the Italian Wine Podcast while supplies last. Find details at italianwinepodcast.com or on our social media channels. Our topic this week is drink and dress to impress. So pour yourself a glass, sit back, relax, and join this journey through Italian wine. Drink and dress to impress. If there are two things the Italians, arguably, know how to do better than anyone else in the world, it's dress well and drink well. However, what many people don't realize is that these two things are often inextricably linked. In this chapter, we thought it would be fun to show those Italian wineries that are owned by fashion moguls. After all, if you dress to impress, you might as well accessorize the ensemble with a suitably paired glass of wine. The Ferragamo family, Il Borro and Castiglione del Bosco. Having made the family name thanks to their handmade leather shoes, the Ferragamo brothers set out to try their hand, or feet, at wine. In 1993, Ferruccio Ferragamo bought Il Borro, an idyllic estate nestled in the heart of Tuscany. For more than a decade, the family worked on restoring the land and the villa to its original pre-World War II glory and in 2007, the winery finally opened. Today, it produces six different wines from not only the classic French varieties of Merlot, Petit Verdot, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Chardonnay, but also Sangiovese. However, what many might find surprising is that their flagship wine, Alessandro dal Borro, is actually 100% Syrah. Not content with success, thanks to shoes and now Syrah, Massimo Ferragamo, Ferruccio's brother and CEO of the family operations in the USA, also succumbed to the desire to pursue wine. Following his brother's footsteps, he purchased an 800-year-old, 4,300-acre estate in 2003. Also in Tuscany, Castiglione del Bosco is not only one of the region's largest estates, it is also one of the star players, producing critically acclaimed Brunello di Montalcino DOCG wines. Roberto Cavalli, Tenuta degli Dei World-famous stylist Roberto Cavalli and his son, Tommaso, take their wines as seriously as they take their fashion, which is why when they planted their Tenuta degli Dei estate in the heart of the Chianti Classico region of Tuscany, they enlisted the help of renowned enologist Carlo Ferini. Despite being in this famous DOCG region, it is actually for the IGT blends of Merlot, Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, Petit Verdot, and Alicante Boucher, 
that the estate is best known. Whilst Tommaso never truly wanted to follow his father into fashion, the wines haven't quite managed to escape the stylistic touch of a fashionista, with a special Cavalli selection, which, for each vintage, includes a different Roberto Cavalli design. Indeed, the choice for the debut 2004 got the full Roberto touch with a leopard skin texture. But don't worry, Tommaso and Ferini are continuing to strive to make sure these wines are recognizable by their quality, not their quirky packaging. Renzo Rosso, Diesel Farm Situated in the hills of Marostica, in the Veneto, is the somewhat intriguingly named Diesel Farm. The winery becomes more intuitive when you realize that it is the brainchild of Renzo Rosso, founder of the Diesel Fashion House. He owns 100 hectares of south-facing vineyards occupied with Merlot, Cabernet Sauvignon, Chardonnay, and Pinot Nero. These last two are particularly interesting because his limestone soils give him the perfect opportunity for the production of his sparkling wine, which is elegantly named Bolle di Rosso. All the wines are presented in simple black bottles that mirror the slightly industrial style of the fashion brand. And yet, the wines themselves are anything but industrial. With Rosso and his team, they adhere to strict organic principles and artisanal production methods. Familia Marzotto, Santa Margherita There has long been an historical connection between wool and wine, with the Venetians using wine as a trading tool in order to secure wool and dyes. Perhaps textile magnates Marzotto were aware of this when they flexed their industrious muscles and expanded into agriculture. In 1935, Gaetano Marzotto purchased a thousand hectares of perfect land in the Veneto and soon began producing not only wines but other products under a brand name chosen to immortalize his beloved companion, Margarita Lampertico Marzotto. Thus, Santa Margarita was born. Now the estate produces everything from sparkling to red wines and is working hard to becoming a carbon-neutral operation. Moretti Polegato, Villa Sandi For some, it is the wine that comes first, not the fashion. Mario Moretti Polegato, who in modern Italian business may be known for his stewardship of the Giocchiu Empire, actually studied enology and was born into a family already connected with a deep winemaking history. In fact, it was whilst at a wine trade fair that he had the idea that would revolutionize footwear and catapult him into another world entirely. However, he has always maintained his passion for food and wine, as is demonstrated by the success of Villa Sandi, his wine estate known for primarily its exceptional sparkling wines from Cartizze. Giovanni Bulgari, Poder Nuovo a Palazzone Let's not forget that an outfit isn't complete without accessories and therefore it would be rude not to include famous jeweler Giovanni Bulgari and his estate Poder Nuovo a Palazzone. Again, we see Tuscany returning as a common theme and Sangiovese as a key protagonist with Bulgari wanting to maintain the tradition of the area. But of course, he could not resist the pull of the international grapes that have proven to perform so well in the area and thus his other two wines put Cabernet Franc and then Cabernet Sauvignon 
Merlot, and surprise addition Montepulciano to the forefront. Given the attention to detail and precious stones, themselves a product of nature, that his background in jewelry making bring him, it will be of no surprise to hear that Bulgari's main aim with these wines was to demonstrate elegance, humility, and respect for the environment. Throw in that he grew up just a stone throw away in the family home in Cordoba, and you cannot help but feel his passion for this project. And of course, it's not just brands producing wine. Dolce & Gabbana recently launched their new collection with an advert shot in the vineyard of the Caneto Winery in Montepulciano. It seems that vines will never go out of style. Wines to try Vernaccia Vernaccia is a name given to a large collection of grapes scattered all over Italy. One of the most important is Vernaccia di San Gimignano. It takes its name from San Gimignano, a medieval hilltop located in Tuscany that was awarded the first dock wine in Italy, that is now a DOCG. Tasting Note The unoaked version of this wine is pale yellow in color, sometimes with green tinges. Clean, fresh versions have lemon zest and sage, with hints of almond at the end. Most styles that can be found are still dry white. Riserva versions may be oaked, with hints of vanilla, and can be balanced. Exceptional examples of wines are found that utilize lees aging to soften the acidity and give complexity in body. Canaiolo This used to be the main Chianti grape back in the 16th century. Now, it plays a marginal role in the Tuscan blend. It shouldn't be confused with Canaiolo Nero in Umbria. These are Colorinos, or the Canaiolo in northwestern Lazio. Tuscany is the spotlight for this grape variety. It can be found in DOCGs and docks in this region, namely Chianti DOCG, Chianti Classico DOCG, Vino Nobile di Montepulciano DOCG, Rosso di Montepulciano Doc, and Carmignano DOCG. Whilst it is rare to find as a single varietal, they are increasingly being bottled and are worth hunting out. Tasting note. Canaiolo wines have a lifted red berry and sour red cherry character. It is used in many Tuscan blends to soften Sangiovese's tannins and enhance its drinkability. Vermentino. Favorita. Pigato. Though officially listed as three separate varieties, Vermentino, Favorita, and Pigato are genetically a single variety. They are also known around the world by various synonyms. It should be noted that the wines from this grape in their home region are incredibly expressive and have adapted to the terroir perfectly, providing for very different wines and styles, hence why producers prefer to stick to their local name to maintain regional identity. As Vermentino, this variety is grown mainly in Sardinia, Tuscany, and Liguria. It is often called Favorita in Piemonte and Pigato in Western Liguria. Arguably, one of the best examples is found in the Vermentino di Galura, DOCG. Tasting note. As perhaps can be expected from its introduction, this variety has a wide range of aromas and flavors including acacia flowers, rosemary, thyme, citrus, peach, apricot, apple, and tropical fruit.
Some are said to have a saline finish, and those labeled pigato can be richer and creamier, but still with the hallmark salinity. Thank you for listening to this installment of the Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine. We'll see you again next Thursday, and remember, the Kindle version of the book is available on Amazon, and the paperback is available from PositivePress.net. You can also get a complimentary paperback copy by donating any amount to the Italian Wine Podcast while supplies last. Find Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at ItaWinePodcast, and check out at MamaJumboShrimp222 on TikTok. This has been the Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, presented by the Italian Wine Podcast, an advanced listen to the Italian Wine Story. Join us next week as we continue our narrative journey.